1: Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and we bring it to the streets. Give me a shout out, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Got my co-host with me today from India, Pastor Michael Teddy. Um, And you know for me, here in um, Casa Grande, Arizona, I am at Desert Sky Baptist Church. If you do not have a church family, because we are not sheep stealers, If you do not have a church family, check us out at DesertSkyBaptist.org or just come by the church, come and visit us on a Sunday. Um, Here we are, Desert Sky Baptist Church here in Casa Grande, Arizona, 891 Courtson. So our doors are open. If you are in a church and a member of a church, we want you to stay there. But if you don't have a place to go, if you're new to the area, um come on by and hopefully and prayerfully it's a place that um you can worship and be challenged by the scripture how's that pastor michael and yeah, i'm gonna give it good. to pastor michael because you know there's in there's listeners in india and i think uh, pastor michael wants to talk about the church that he's serving Um uh, pastor Mike.
2: so i uh, i serve at a preaching pastor here at redemption hill church in the southern tip of india and um if you want to know more about the church, you can visit redemptionhill.in. Um, uh, you can also check out uh, uh, our resources, the stuff we put out. You can check out my blog on michaelterry.com. If you're ever in India, in the southern tip of India, if you've got people here listening in, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to spend time with you. And if you're looking for a church, please reach out to us. Our email is redemptionhill.india at gmail.com.
1: So is that an invitation? Am I allowed to come to India one day? Oh,
2: yes, yes. (laughs) We're looking forward to having a a whole lot of friends come.
1: You know, so, okay. So let me just tell you something about me and Pastor Michael. We don't, I don't know how, uh, we just don't do this. We don't really um, study. I mean, we study as pastors, but we come on this podcast we just talk about a topic and we just go with it we don't rehearse anything so if you hear us make a mistake i don't want to uh, say this we really don't care because we're just not that we because we don't we're not perfect individuals this that's why we call it street talk theology because it's just like me and pastor michael are just on the street we're gonna stop you know in new york city that's what we do we speak to strangers even though me and pastor michael are not strangers But we just sit, we just talk, and we we pick a subject, and we don't rehearse it, we just say, okay, um, we'll talk about this topic, we'll see where God the Holy Spirit kind of guides and governs us here, as we just talk like two pastors, Um, and hopefully, hopefully to shed some light on a topic that we've, I think our last broadcast was we talked about the theology of suffering, Right. We're very succinct. Uh, uh, and I I want to say right now, and I don't do this a lot, I exhort you in the Lord to listen to that podcast, The Theology of Suffering, where Pastor Michael, I think, expounds it really well and succinct. Now, with this next topic, I'm really thrown for a loop here, because <laughs> if you asked me to speak on this, I, I, I don't even understand the title right here, but I do, and I'm going against what I said, but Pastor Michael did kind of explain the title, when he did to me, I got it, but I I, I can't expound on it, because I didn't write the article, but he did, so I'm looking forward, I am looking so forward to this, just as you are, and the name of the article um, that Pastor Michael wrote is the Anti-Christian Christian Sentiment. Now that's a mouthful and if you can say that three times fast I'd like to hear it but I think if I I'd I'd mess it up Pastor Michael. But so yeah. if I if somebody if one of our listeners is saying what does it mean when you wrote an article Pastor Michael on the anti-Christian Christian sentiment? I know that it has to do with the church, right? So right. That sounds like a mixed bag to me. So for me, I'm gonna take that mixed bag and throw it to you, and maybe you can explain it.
2: Yeah, and the reason I put that title is to give it that uh, the feel of that, right? How can how can you talk about anti-Christian and Christian <laughs> at the same time? Um, so really, uh, the the uh, article which is still in progress, I've not finished writing it, but it is something that's close to my heart. Is um, as years go by, I meet more and more Christians who kind of have a certain viewpoint, a certain sentiment, a certain feeling towards uh, different aspects of the faith, but primarily with the church. And I use this particular phrase to refer to a particular sentiment, especially about the church. Somehow, a lot of Christians are forgetting that Christian sentiment, by definition, means biblical sentiment. You can you cannot separate them. When we talk about a Christian, okay, certain things are uh, are just understood. Certain things are just believed. Certain things are just clear. So you you take a person who calls himself a Christian who does not believe the Bible is the word of God, he's not a Christian, right? If you take somebody who says he's a Christian and he doesn't believe Jesus is Lord, he's not a Christian. Why? Because there are some fundamental beliefs, some fundamental convictions, some fundamental truths that make a person a Christian. And uh, one of that core fundamentals is the fact that the Christian always has a righteous sentiment, a sentiment that's always biblical in nature. It, it's always uh, founded upon scripture. And uh, when I talk about the anti-Christian Christian sentiment, I'm talking about sentiments that Christians have that are not biblical. Mm. Right. They It's anti-Christian because it's anti-Bible. But at the same time, they are sentiments that many genuine Christians have they are christian sentiments and that they are sentiments experienced by genuine christians but those sentiments in in and of themselves are anti biblical so that's why i call it the anti christian christian sentiment and i'll give you an example the prime Pastor example Michael, before of it.
1: you give the example so i'm i'm trying to follow this 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 logically so we we're, we're speaking about true christians here or, or is we, that yeah so we're, we're talking about true true christians Who have an anti-Christian sentiment, right? Yeah. So we are talking about true Christians. We are. And please.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we are talking about true true Christians, Christians who profess Jesus as Lord, Christians who believe in the foundational tenets of the Christian faith. They love the Bible. They believe the Bible is true. But they have a certain sentiment uh, that's just anti-biblical and they're okay with it. I'll give you the example. One of the primary places you find this kind of a sentiment is with a lot of people today, what they feel about the church. Mm -hmm. So I, I cannot, you know, it's, it's just growing in number, the number of people who just um, say things like, you know, it's not about the church. Uh, It's about fellowship. It's not about the church. It's about prayer. It's about, um, it's about fellowship and accountability. It's about love. So Let's not waste time uh, on the local church because the local church is broken. It's got structural problems. It's got politics. It's got a uh, lot of issues. Um, so let's just abandon that ship that's anyway sinking. It doesn't work. Church doesn't work. But what actually works is um, fellowship and love and care. And uh, let's do all of that. You know, Let's not focus on the church. And that kind of a sentiment is growing quite rapidly around me. But I know a lot of people who are just disenchanted about church and they come up with all sorts of ways. So they start parachurch organizations. They start youth meetings that are not connected to any church. They start uh, parachurch programs. Uh, They do events, all of those things without any connection to any church. And a lot of church going youngsters love the fad so they they leave their churches and they get connected to these para-church organizations and and they stick there and they don't plug into any local church right and so with these organizations you don't have a covenant you don't have a commitment you don't have a, a precise or a, a, a committed way of discipleship you have none of that but you just have a lot of sentiment mm. right and um I kind of want to. I kind of keep addressing this, where I go back to people who say this, and I ask them, keep asking them the question: You, after two thousand years, have figured out what actually works for Christianity.
1: Don't you see that as a problem? We kind of, yeah. So it's almost, uh, and and again, I'm I'm I'm, you know, we don't kind of rehearse this stuff, but I did mention to Pastor Michael, we were just kind of, I don't know, would we speak four minutes on this topic before we yeah. put it on the air? It is almost a type of de- deconstructionism, right? I mean, it's it's deconstructing with the forsaking the assembly of believers, right? I mean, they're just taking that out of the word of God, I w- uh, if I may.
2: Yeah, and 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 the reason they do this, again, is because of experiences. They have experienced all sorts of um, you know, they've, they've had all sorts of bad experiences with churches, they've, you know, they've run into all sorts of problems, they don't think it works. And, and, and it always goes back to, okay, how do we make this better? Okay, how do we fix this? What's the solution? And then in order to find the solution, they don't go back to the Bible. Right? Because if they go back to the Bible, they've got to go back to the church. Right? So they go back to finding new ideas new avenues, new methods, new principles that they are willing to construct together and try to get it to work. And I keep going back to them again and again and saying, God's building his kingdom. We are just his ambassadors. We're his instruments that God uses to build his kingdom, but he's the one that's building the kingdom. He's the architect. He's the designer. He's got everything planned out and he has decided in his word sovereignly that the means by which he's going to do that is the local church. Whether we like it or not, whether we appreciate it or not, whether we believe it'll work or not, that's how he's going to do it. Uh, I remember listening to... um, An interview where Paul Washer, I think, was talking about how if you do not belong, if you're not committed to a local church, you stand outside the will of God in the grand scheme of things. And I agree with that because at the end of the day, we don't pursue God or pursue God's will for our family or pursue God's will for our community outside of the Bible.
1: Can I ask a question, Pastor Michael? So, yeah. And this is a more of a theological question, maybe a little subjective, so I, I want to be careful here. I guess universally we can't answer this, but can a true Christian actually stay outside the local church forever? I mean, I know Christians have been hurt in the local churches, and that happens, um, obviously. But can a true Christian... And again, maybe this is a subjective question. And again, we don't rehearse this stuff. So, you know, Pastor Michael may just pass on the question because I I don't know if if I can answer the question, but can a true Christian just stay out of the church forever and just say, hey, I want to watch Christian TV or I want to have these parachurch things and I just want to have prayer meetings. And I've spoken to people that say, I spoke to somebody the other day And they told me, well, you know, we just have church at home and, you know, we sit down and we speak about, I says, do you have a teacher? Well, no, we teach each other. And, and I challenged that person that I says, that's all well and good, but you need to get under the leadership of teaching elders called by God in the local church and she was slightly challenged by that but i don't think enough challenge she wasn't challenged that much she did acquiesce to saying that's what i should do she didn't commit that she would do can true believers actually stay at a local church until i don't know until they pass
2: it's a tough question i i, I would i wouldn't incline myself to say, yeah, I do think there will be people who get this terribly wrong okay. uh, who are genuine believers who mm-hmm. get this wrong and um, you know, at the end of it um, get to know it, know that they were wrong when they meet the Lord. But in a, in most of these cases, the danger is a majority of them who get disenchanted from the church. Are getting disenCHANTed for all the wrong reasons, and um, a lot of them are in danger of losing their faith, if I can use that phrase carefully, um, because you see that I I know a lot of youngsters, in fact, some you know even older than me, who've started uh, down that path of getting separated from the local church and ending up in atheism, right? So and, they would
1: not um, be, they would not be true regenerate Christians, obviously. All right.
2: They wouldn't be true regenerate Christians. So someone who is standing on the precipice of this uh, change. Yeah. Good point. What is the what is the what is the confidence they have that they are actually genuine, that they're actually in the faith? Um, it's a weak confidence, right? Because, like I started saying, when you say Christian there is an expectation about that individual. And one of those primary expectations is that they love and cherish and uphold the word of God. They have thrown their life upon scripture. They believe in God's word. They believe in the promises of God's word. A Christian who does that faithfully even if he makes the mistake of getting disenchanted by the church, we'll eventually come back to it because he's still sticking to God's word. Amen. There'll be a wrestling that will happen. That will bring them back. Um, and that's very important. And so I just know so many Christians today who just keep talking about, you know, I'm going to go to that youth meeting and that's enough for me. I mean, I'm part of this church that's entirely broken and corrupt, and it's got uh, all sorts of issues. It's got uh, all sorts of trouble. I'm just going to stay here because it doesn't matter. You know, the church doesn't matter. I'm just going to find my fellowship outside the church. I know a lot of youngsters here who do that. They're part of churches which are so severely broken that they need to consider being part of a healthy church but they don't even have that consideration because in their minds, they can just go for that youth meeting, that youth camp, and that thing over there and watch TV, listen to Paul Washer online. um, And just, um, you know, uh, be happy with that.
1: Before we wrap up on this, uh, I I do want to say this, and then obviously you get the closing word, but if that you know, you think about every letter that Paul wrote was to churches that were infiltrated by false doctrine at times, Uh, except for the Philippian church, there was some, but even the Philippian church had, um, uh, there was a rift between Sentachi and Eurota, I mean, all the churches that Paul wrote to had problems, there was no disbanding of the church, there was a coming together of trying to straighten it out, obviously, but... You know, there's no perfect church. So you got about three minutes to close this with a word of encouragement. I think you made your point that we need to be careful if we're on the outside of the local church because, you know, obviously we're not adhering to Scripture. But encourage us why we need to be in the local church.
2: Because we're reformers. We're people who fight to reform the church. We are people who fight for truth. We don't we don't run away from truth. We don't run away from scripture. We don't run away for, from principles that are true. We stand on the promises of God. We believe in what he has written in his word, and we pour out our lives trying to uphold and impact others with that. And so every church is imperfect. We all know that but people use that statement as an excuse not to take the church seriously no that statement was never meant to do that that statement was to make you aware that you should not have such an ungodly standard that a church can never meet you need to understand a church is is a community of broken people there are sins there there are difficulties there there are relational issues there management issues there and all sorts of issues there that must be dealt with scripture And so if you are part of a church, you need to be striving to reform the church. You need to be striving to put out God's word up front so people see it in your life and people are blessed through your life. However, not all churches are necessarily reformable, right? Not not everybody has succeeded in reforming the church. Um, So if you are part of a church, which is so severely broken that it does not fundamentally uphold the gospel of Jesus Christ, you need to pick up your family and go and find a church which does that. Amen. Why? So that you can learn and pour yourself out there and keep doing it and believe that the Spirit of God will work. Why? Because it's written in the Bible. That's who we are. As Christians, we are people who take God's word for it, and we are willing to walk across bridges that don't exist just because God's word says go this way, and so we should walk in faith and not by sight.
1: Just just as we know the the writer of Hebrews tells us to not to forsake the assemblies, right? Uh, you know that that's a as some have, yeah, and obviously. Suffered shipwreck with their faith. Exactly. Thank you for. Um, you see how you, we just. This is great. I. Uh, this is a blessing for me. We just take theology and we bring it to the streets. I look at this podcast as just sitting on a street corner. Me and my brother, even though he's in India, I'm in Arizona. We just sit yeah. on a street corner and we talk theology, and we deal with hard stuff. It's, it's unscripted we take a topic we deal with it we delve in it we want to bless you um, so we, we hope we are blessing you but anyway this is Street Talk Theology where we take our theology and we bring it to the streets in Jesus name
0: thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi you can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at eight nine one West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.